It's Tuesday, 28th of March. It's time to get your gaming green on with the Game Green Greencast. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me are Girls of Girls. Hi. Spooky. Hello. And Artura. I demand a good first next time so we can go alphabetically. Hi. Join the Discord chat under your username and then you'll be first. Damn it. Okay. We're here to talk about games, so Girls of Girls. No, Artura, what have you been playing this recently? Oh, wait to blue okay, ball me. So I've been playing the most prestigious game in all of the lands. Like, I think everyone has played this game at least once in their lives. Sonic Over Hedgehog the week, 2? No. Are you no, bros? No. No. Just Pac-Man? No. So over the week, my wife has been playing Alan Wake. And obviously, as you all know, well, actually, as you two, we both know, because I really haven't said in a podcast, I now have my computer for the first time in three years. So not wanting to let go of gaming, I decided I was going to pick up Cookie Clicker. I played it 10 hours on my first day and another 10 hours on the second day. My hand hurts. I'm having a lot of you know, I, I wouldn't say fun. It's just more just clicking away endlessly and getting trillions of cookies at a time. But it has been, you know, healthy for my Steam library playtime, right? It, it wasn't a waste of money. I need, I need validation. You're right. I've never played it. I have played cookie clickers, but not cookie clicker. <laughs> well... I've been kind of just, all jokes aside, I, I played it. I've been playing it for a while because I'm on a quest to get my average completion rate a lot higher. And you I have audacity to launch Cookie Clicker, which has 700 achievements. And it can take several hundred hours to complete. And now I'm enslaved. And I just realized I should probably have it running and idly while we do this podcast. So goodbye. That goes, goes. What have you been playing? I've been replaying Loot River, and I've been replaying Rain World. You, you got nothing to say of them? Oh, they're very good games, especially Rain World. If you yeah, if you like Totalty, like in Eco or Dark Souls, the first one, and that's a very good game. If the Game Grin Game of the Year podcast 2022 was any indicator, he also liked the Loot River. No one else argued for it but him. Loot River is a fun game, but it's not as good as Rain World. What even is Rain World about? I've... Isn't that the slug cat? Yeah, it's like a slug cat. I kind of wanted to play it, but I, I don't know what it is about. So, yeah, in Rain World, you're a slug cat you're looking for your for your family in this world that's a rain world that's uh, every cycle like every day there's a really strong rain that kills everything you have time to move during the day and to survive the night you need to eat enough food find and eat enough food to har- hibernate in a shelter yeah, you, you can't hi- hibernate if you don't have, if you didn't eat enough food and the rain will kill you, basically. And yeah, your objective, overarching objective is to find your family that you lost at the beginning of, your, of the game. And 
the gameplay there isn't really a combat system in this game you can fight enemies in some way but in general it's it's more of a platformer game and you learn the game's ecosystem how different creatures react to you which ones fight each other which one the you learn the food chain and you try to navigate that world with that knowledge like you'll encounter a green lizard and that's technically a predator that could kill you but green lizards are more passive than let's say red red lizards that were will actively try to attack you so you see a green lizard you might want to like climb a pole and wait for the lizard to pass underneath you and just move on and if you're really clever and you have resources maybe you can kill the green lizard but you don't really need to because the better way to pass the green lizard is to just avoid it so it's kind of like learning to live in the ecosystem of a bunch of um animals and stuff like that is what you're telling me basically yes it's pretty interesting i mean there's a lot of different crazy creatures like lizards are probably the first thing you're gonna encounter but there's like plants that will just absorb you if you get too close to them like they will pull you in yes spoilers sure yeah there are vultures which aren't like real vultures they're crazy vultures that will fly down and just snatch you instantly and you need to really watch out when you're at the you're under the sky not underground because if you see a shadow of a vulture in the distance that that means it might be swooping down to get you and you need to hide stuff like that that is super interesting thank you for sharing that with me i'm actually really excited to try it after cookie clicker okay spooky what about you well, I have been using Play Tracker. I don't know if my wife's already told you guys about it, uh, but it's just a site that kind of like gives you like three, it gives you several quests of achievements you have to get in your library uh, in order to get like this uh, a mystery game gifted to you by the Play Tracker thing. And much to my dismay, uh, this week, this month, I had Alan Wake, which I had already tried a few months, if not years ago now. And I absolutely detested. And the freaking achievement I got was literally basically one of the very last achievements you get. And I was like, crap. So, well, I was going to jump to the to the chapter from my wife. Like, she was like, well, I mean, the, the whole thing of Play Tracker is that we get to like revisit games, right? So I tried it from the beginning and I fell in love. I've written like six articles, no joke. Honestly, I, I expected it to be... I mean, I don't know. I hated Alan the first time around. He was such a jerk. And I think it was just because I was, like, younger or stupider. Because he w- he's just kind of bitter towards fans. And, and like, people kind of, like, getting into his, like, personal space and, and bothering him and his wife on the vacation. But this time I was like, no, you're, you're right to do that. And you're right to be bitter. Like, honestly. And then, otherwise, the, the freaking story was excellent. It was super enthralling. It was very like unique. It was super movie like. I just, I just really like Ellen Wake now. Fair enough. Myself, I've played a variety of things. The thing I think I'll talk about is Firefighting Simulator: The Squad, 
mainly because uh, I've been playing on the uh, Xbox, and when you press the Xbox button, it brings up the menu to let you either switch to something else or close whatever you're playing, check on your downloads, etc. And rather than try and fit Firefighting Simulator The Squad on the screen, it shortens it to FFS. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That took me a while. I was like, yes. Yeah, the the short term is for firefighting's sake. (laughs) But the the game itself is more repetitive than I had hoped because on the map you see lots of these uh, these fire icons for levels that you unlock when you reach a certain skill level and it seems that it takes quite a while to get to that skill level because you have to just keep putting out dumpster fires and the same few houses and and oh there, there's an office block with three floors that one's interesting it it just feels like it could be better after about half an hour, my trigger finger's just too worn out from holding it down to spray water on all these many, 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 many fires, especially when the AI co-workers don't help you put the fire out. They just stand next to you holding hoses. And you're like, put the fire out. And they're like, yeah, I can't get there. And you're like, you stood next to me in your hose. Don't you see their trigger fingers are tired too? You need to go a little bit on your embassy. Oh my. Yeah, it seems like pacing. I, I, it's actually kind of a theme lately that we realized that pacing can like make or break a game. I think I was playing for about 45 minutes and I did uh, three levels. And it was like, my, my fingers can't take anymore. I'm going to play something else. Seems a bit counterproductive that after the more skill you get, the more fires there are. It, helps. it makes you wonder if it's just delusional and maybe it's just an unreliable narrator and you're just some random civilian and that's why it seems like no one's helping also how well, did you find the game well we we reviewed it for on gamegrin.com and i thought it sounded better than i'm finding it <laughs> if it was my wife i, I apologize uh, no we, we reviewed it on playstation 5 it was mick oh mick ruins everything again He's going to be across with you if you ever listen to the podcast. I just don't understand why we have him around. He's like the AI firefighters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so bad. Yeah, you better be sorry. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Mick. <laughs> why not? I figured since we've got a couple of articles on the site, or at least we've got one and another one coming soon, I actually forgot to check if the other one was live. And since the ladies are with us, gaming with phobias. This is something that my wife actually brought up uh, about four days before your articles um, got, got handed in. She was playing, it's not Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, it's the standalone version of that that was released the a few years one ago. One that was free on Steam? Yes. Okay. Was, Back on this something something. Anyway, she was playing that, and Tiny Tina Wonderlands does not have spiders. Tiny Tina's, this standalone version, has several spider enemies, and she was quite cross that there's no mention of spiders on the Steam page, or any type of phobia warning. 
and she uh, was going to write about playing games while suffering from quite severe arachnophobia. And then in comes a couple of articles about, well, why don't, why don't you tell us, ladies? Well, I mean, it's just that we have a very psychic connection to your wife. You didn't know that? Well, why do you think I don't talk to her that often in, in chats and stuff? It's just that her and I were interconnected. I meant to talk about your articles, not your connection to my wife. Oh, okay, sorry. So she's not here. I couldn't see, like, the the real meaning. <laughs> okay, well, I think my wife should go first because she's actually the one that came up with it. So I was, my wife and I were playing. Uh, in the first week of having my computer for the first time, I just played everything I could for as long as I could and just devoured a bunch of games. And in the meantime, my wife played some of the games she wanted to play and streamed them to me through Discord. Um, so while we were parallel bonding, she picked up Haven. Now, this is, um, you know, spoiler territory for the game. So this is your final warning. The game has... a it's I wouldn't say it's a severe death or unexpected or unexpected, but at the end of the game, the main character's grandmother, um, the, the main character Flynn's grandmother, dies because she's kind of like giving him the torch and letting him, um, you know, just start taking care of the camp. So, upon that happening, my wife just didn't expect it, and I realized that it's kind of difficult because it had been a theme with I was a teenage exoconist to really maneuver how how much a game can be detrimental or it, like the lack of trigger warning not even so much the lack of trigger warnings but how much a person can be triggered with their phobias in gaming in comparison to you know a random person that never deals with and random thalassophobic that doesn't near, live near the ocean can live mostly unharmed. But me, who plays video games every day, there's so many water levels that make me feel choked up that I was like, oh, this is going to be something interesting I wanted to write about. Especially because of your article with talking about your your personal phobia, Aeos the Dilophosaurus. So that's how it ended up coming to be. Yeah, mine's a bit more specific than yours <laughs> it's, it's not going to affect that many people and it's not going to get triggered quite as easily <laughs> I'm, I'm scared <laughs> of this one specific dinosaur and the pope related to it of course <laughs> but yeah it's it was very interesting because um the phobias aren't very often triggered I, I mean i guess it depends because mine is more obscure i'm more thalassophobic and I can be very claustrophobic at times, but it, 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 it wouldn't be something I face basically on a daily basis if it wasn't because video games consistently put characters in situations like this. That's the thing I most found interesting is that it's like a lot of phobias were pretty easy to avoid unless you're a gamer. And then it's like, good luck. <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Like, you, you, you're not going to go to the movies and see Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> exactly. Or I'm, I'm not, like, I know to avoid going to the beach. Or, I mean, the beach doesn't stress me out as much as being in the ocean. But the worst one is being on a cruise. I just know to avoid that sort of thing. 
But in video games, it's like, oh, by the way, this one's an underwater level. Good luck. And I'm like, no. And they always have, like, the yeah, There's always things. an underwater level. And it's just, it started with the Mario Antarena. I, I mean, the, the Mario Mare. And I will never get over that singular moment that shaped my whole life into thalassophobia. Yeah, it really makes you wonder what other phobias would be, like, completely, like, I know, you could completely avoid throughout your entire normal life. But then, like, gamers have to, like, carefully navigate through it. Well, my one, for instance, the only time I'm going to encounter a Dilophosaurus is when it's in a video game. I and love to be that fair, it, And to be fair, it was my fault for playing Jurassic Park, the game. Oh, yeah, but see, the, I like that you even face that. I I think I've been avoiding anything that has, like, death, grief, uh, or even... I have trypophobia, too, which isn't really recognized, but I get, like, really bad with... Certain textures of like, what? Uh, not wasps. What's that one? Um, hives. And anything that's like that, I'm like, wife, take the control. I'm not playing it. Well, I I first became really aware of that as a thing when the Xbox Series X came out, and it it people were saying, oh, it sets off my trypophobia. And I, oh, I, I didn't really know that was a thing. Yeah, I honestly didn't know either at all until my wife was like, maybe you have trypophobia. And I was like, what the hell is that? And she... I mean, it sounds worse than it is. Like, the name trypophobia is disgusting. Trypophobia is disgusting. (laughs) And it's very non-descriptive. And it makes me think of the holes, but... I I have a phobia of trypophobia. I know. I was like, oh my God. Have you heard of the phobia of phobias? Or the one of long words, which has like an extremely long phobia. <laughs> yeah, it's so cruel. It's super cool. But yeah, triple phobia is another. I think triple phobia, funnily enough, is the one that affects me the most in gaming, more than death, because I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I've gone so much better through like therapy and, and trying really hard, but death is, is easier to handle nowadays. But show me a hive or like a bunch of holes or bubbles, and I get close to either puking or crying. So you're not going to be playing ukulele, the the sequel, whatever that name was. Oh no! Why does it have like hives a lot? Yeah, like a, a large portion of it. Yeah, the um, the impossible layer. Yeah, the impossible layer. That's it. I'm super happy I know that now. Yeah, we we played God of War Ragnarok, and there's the. The Alfheim world is just filled with like hives and stuff. So there was big chunks of the game where my wife was like, I'm not looking, just describe to me what's happening. And I'd be like, Halls. You're such a Yeah, it's really annoying and gross. And funnily enough, the worst time I've ever gotten triggered to the point in which I actually almost burst out crying was playing um, Terraria. I had literally like been with the whole Dick Ravains thing and I couldn't do anything. And I was like, well, I'm going to play Terraria because it's a pretty like easy game. And then I got to this point where I found Tunstenor. Tunstenor. And I just like lost it. It was so gross. Okay, I need to look at, <laughs> look that up. I looked far and wide to see if there was like a, a way to like change the texture like you do in Minecraft. But either it seemed incredibly complicated or I didn't understand it. And I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm just not playing Terraria. Yeah, I I can see it. God, it was so bad. And that's the thing, triple phobia is kind of like a random one. You don't know when you're going to encounter a random, like, cholesterol hole. 
How about you? Do you guys suffer from any other phobias like while playing? I because I know Ace has the loss, like the fear of the Lophosaurus, which doesn't even have a name. <laughs> is that even a real thing, Ace? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fear of dinosaurs, but no, this this is specific to me. I think. Gauze, do you have any phobias, and and anything that we can use against you? Uh... I mean, um... oh, that was very almost sneaky. Well. Whatever I suffer, like I can only use it on myself. You Jesus, can't use it. That does it affect your gaming? I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I guess it could kind of fit in because I mean it's fear of failure, fear of lack of control, stuff like that. That's uh, but that's I mean that's pretty much everything I, I do. It should be like. I mean, although phobias don't fall into mental illness or, or mental, like, you know, struggles. But I do, it would be pretty cool to read an article about that because it's really interesting to me to, like, you know, learn more about, like, what people struggle with and how that impacts things that are kind of random, like, gaming. So, like, I would love to hear. I, I did actually try recently, but it, uh, it just boiled, boiled down to, like, a flowchart. Try to do something correctly quote-unquote or you did something correctly quote-unquote yes move on no start over i imagine that whenever there's a game where like you get hit by an attack that reverses your controls that must set things off or when you get raided by like oh, uh, you did f or a or I e. mean, like you did three stars out of five i really hate those i mean it's more I feel like that's more, I don't know, maybe some people with obsessive-compulsive disorder got, get bothered by it, but for me it's more intricate stuff, I guess. I mean, my probably most consistent challenge is starting up a game, because I will boot up a game and it's supposed to go through a series of screens, and if I feel like something was off or... I might have a feeling that I that I might think that everything was right, but I might get a feeling in my head that maybe I imagined part of it. Then, like, I'll have to start over. So it's like I might start up my computer ten times in a row, or start up my game several times in a row, and in the end, I'm not satisfied with that one thing and i'll just won't won't play it like i'll just give up and do something else because i can't do it i can't fulfill that impossible requirement oh wow that sounds really rough honestly i i understand how you feel about the whole anxiety thing i've dealt with a lot of anxiety so i i i i I understand and i'm really sorry that happens that's what that must really suck especially because you don't have the control over the like what comes up in the screen and stuff. Well, I'm I'm not really sure what what to say. It's uh, it it does suck. Sometimes I can deal with it better and just talk myself out of doing that. But sometimes it it just ruins everything. And I mean, even if I do manage to start up a game, there now it's like. Imagine it uh, transferring to every every single action that you can do in a game. Like press a menu button. No, that I did that wrong in some way, quote unquote. Pick up an item, jump, do anything. Like 
how uh, clear, clear a jump on you know, platformer, but it still feels like I did like I did it wrong, even though I achieved the goal of the game. You know. Well, this um, this got really super serious. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry. Actually, like I usually try to not talk about it because no, no, it's because I'm glad you talked about it because I didn't understand before you'd uh, you talked about it i had no idea that um that people with ocd suffered through things like that uh, i thought it was you know like that like they show in movies oh you turn the lights on five times not oh you you think you messed up a jump so now you've got to restart the game from the start yeah no i didn't understand either that was actually super insightful and, and i think it's important to talk about these things honestly i no, I might feel like you sometimes, it feels like your mental illness or anxiety or whatever gets in the way of people, but it's good to let people know what's happening and, and so that we can, the ones around us that don't understand can better empathize and understand why a certain situation can be very distressing and stuff. Especially because that is the whole point of that series is to inform someone of something they don't struggle with or understand because obviously we're not going to make a massive change in the world but it's important to show that everyone struggles in their own way yep and it, it's okay and understandable that that will happen and it's important that you share your experience and don't feel bad yeah even if you know i try to put a positive spin and funny one online but that's just because my fear is ridiculous. <laughs> Water won't harm me, but I understand it's more difficult for you to deal with yours. Yeah, and mine with holes. That's like ridiculous. It's just literally a cluster of holes. But it almost got me crying and I had to stop playing that day too. So it, it, I know it feels silly, but thank you so much for sharing. Honestly, that that it sucks that you have to deal with that. And I really hope the therapy and, you know, medicine and all that helps you because it's helped me quite a bit and just keep in mind that you'll get there on the other hand my fear of dilophosaurus is entirely like super serious and everyone should feel sorry for me and crippling of course (laughs) yes like no joke i i once uh, i was looking um to pick up a a magazine for my kids and there's this uh, one based on a bbc kids show where this um this guy called Andy, he travels back in time because he works at a museum and visits dinosaurs and tells kids about dinosaurs. Oh, they're, they're roosting in this nest or whatever. So, oh, Andy's adventure. Pick up the magazine and on the front is a toy of a Dilophosaurus. And I looked away, put the magazine down. I couldn't look back in that direction. Honestly, I'm so sorry. Your life has been so crippling. <laughs> Honestly, that's insane to me. First of all, that you can even tell what to the officer. I know the two right, that's it. <laughs> They're all basically samey to me. I used to be really interested in dinosaurs, and then, oh, my dad goes, you'll like Jurassic Park, because that's dinosaurs. Yeah, and I almost, I was like, Nine or ten, I almost crushed his thumb if you believe him <laughs> during that Dilophosaurus scene. That's really sad, honestly. I it's actually super interesting how the more I like into adulthood I get, the more I realize how damaging the, even the stupidest things are. That even when I was younger, I'd be like, Well, that's stupid, I'm gonna watch a movie because it's just a movie. But that crap like can do damage. Yeah, I'm I'm 
actually glad that the extent of my psychological damage that my parents did was I'm scared of Dilophosauruses now as an adult. I mean, that's the thing, right? That also explains your emotional distance, your rudeness, your social ethics. When I saw Jurassic Park first time, it also scared me a bit. Like, I didn't expect it to get this, like, serious, you know? It was supposed to be more magical. <laughs> yeah. That's actually so funny, but sad. When I saw Jurassic Park, I just, I thought it was stupid. Like, I'm sorry, guys. But I was like, a, like, it was just some girl. You just can't eat this trouble. It's stupid. I, I was scared of the tornado <laughs> one more. Like, I don't remember the name. What, the Sharknado? No, it was a tornado movie that they... That... Twister? Twister, yes. That one terrified me. So I was, like, way more preoccupied with that one than I was with the, like, Jurassic Park one. Isn't that the film where they chain themselves to a pipe when they are surrounded by a tornado and then the cow flies? Yes, I like vividly remember the cow thing. I don't even know why the hell I was watching that movie. But when we went to Universal, there was like, literally, my dad took me to all... My dad just really likes putting me through terrifying things. And he took me to one of the Jurassic Park ones and I wasn't scared. And he took me to like a bunch of other scary ones. But when we got to the Twister one, I had to leave. Here it comes, gaming with phobias, twisters. No, thankfully no. <laughs> I was actually just thinking there's not many games that have the tornadoes or hurricanes. There's Jurassic, uh, Just Cause 4, where that's like full of tornadoes. You, you use a like weather gun to create them at some point, I think. But other than that, I can't... Use a weather gun. I think there's also like mostly like mages, games with mages and like PvP. You can you, you cast like the tornado thingy that falls into person. But otherwise, that's a good point. I can't think of anything else. Thank God as well. For the people who are like scared of, I mean, I can only assume that's a thing, right? Oh, if if you play Dragon's Dogma and you're a sorcerer, you can charge a spell for five minutes and then you wave your staff and there's a huge tornado. Yeah, see, it's always with, like, mages and PvP, they always have, like, a tornado ability. Uh, I'm not really... I guess because it's kind of hard to make air cool. <laughs> and with that, I think we've reached the end of our podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Arturo, Goz, and Spooky. Thank, thank you for having us. And thank you for listening and subscribing to the uh, Greencast. Your support means a lot. If you want to hear more from us, listen to our anime podcast, The Pals Anime Lounge, and of course, check our writings, such as those two phobia articles, on GameGrim.com. And until next time, game on.